Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, Sammies, it's Ketrin. Uh, We have a little bit of a different episode today. This is a recording of a live performance that we did over the past year. Uh, So Kim and I are going to take a little bit of time off, but we'll be back with you soon. Until then, enjoy this live episode. Dread Podcast Network presents. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Very happy to present two of my great, great friends and also friends to horror fans everywhere with their podcast, Kim and Ket Stay Alive, Maybe. I'm going to go to Gallery View now. Hello, Kim. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic for the most part. That's Uh, great. Yeah, I'm I'm half alive and uh, that's usually how I want to be. Oh, good. On our podcast, that counts. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Even if I'm hooked up to like a ventilator or... Oh, yeah. We count that as alive. Yeah. 50% is... You killed it. Yeah, for sure. You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's awesome. I am going to turn off my camera because this is your show, but I will be around to... um, If it, if, you know, if it requires it, if someone says something uh, that I should share, I will let you know. Perfect. Love it. All right. Hi, guys. Hi. And hi, Ms. Burns. How are you? Hello, Ketrin. Uh, this is our first live streaming show we've done. Yeah. Very this, exciting. I'm very cool to be doing it for Horrible Imaginings. Uh, uh, so we are a horror movie comedy podcast. And what we normally do is tell you the entirety of a movie, step-by-step, play-by-play, spoilers and all. And then we play a game to see how we would stay alive. Yeah, but today what we're going to do is Kim and I are each going to tell you a story as opposed to our episodes where one tells the story and one listens and we trade off each week. I am going to tell you all about an episode of Tales from the Crypt and then Kim is going to tell you all about an episode of Tales from the Crypt and we're both going to try and stay alive in each other's story. So that's and so yeah, feel free to um, participate. We can't see the chat, but Miguel will chime in if you have 
fun ways you think you can stay alive or whatever. If, I, if something comes up, I will interrupt just like this. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll just jump right in. Bernsey, are do it. you ready so for we this? We start every show with a cheers. Yep. We're Our back. saying is, Gina holes out, tits up. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. All right. So, Kim. Yes. I watched an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Tell me about it. Well, I'm going to bring my friend in to tell you about it. Yay! The Crypt Keeper himself. Yay. Hopefully, this figurine will distract you from how poorly I'm about to do an impression of this man's voice. So... Just keep your eyes on the doll, everyone, because I look into the future, my darlings, and for you, I see something grotesque. It will sicken and disgust you. It's me! Tonight's tale is a sickening stab at suspense about a gold digger who wanted big bucks to buy baubles and bangles. Look out, Kathy. I think you just might find the big one. <laughs> Nailed it. There it is. You hired. Um, <laughs> already side tangent. Miguel, do you know that the voice of the Crypt Keeper, John Kassir, is a Towson alumni? Yep. He, he grew up in Lock Raven. Yep. Um, yeah. I do know. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've talked many times with John Kassir about our old hood. Yeah. Yeah, I met him at an alumni event. All, all four of us are TU alum. That's right. Yep. That's right. That's, that's right. I'm, I'm just going to throw on uh, Towson Tigers, everyone. Yeah, there Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So okay. the Crypt Keeper has introduced us. And now we cut to Demi Moore walking <laughs> down the street. Demi. Okay. Oh so you said Demi. Is it Demi or Demi. Demi more. Demi, Demi more. Demi I say more. Demi. Demi. You know, I'll change it up. I'll see what feels better in my mouth. Okay. I think so it depends if it's like one crazy summer Demi or like uh, G.I. Jane Demi. I think okay. I think there's differences there. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, what's her vibe? What's her mood? She's um. Well, I don't want to give it away. So I'll let you all judge for yourself whether she's a Demi or a Demi. Okay. So she's walking down the street. With a cigarette. Uh, fashion is telling me we're in like late 50s, early 60s. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And she pops right on in to a fortune teller and it says, Madam Vorna. And there's a cute little dog and his name is Trotsky and he was my favorite part of the whole thing. Oh. And uh, she kind of just like, Demi just kind of like busts in the door. And she's like, I don't believe in any of this shit, but it's my lunch hour, so here's $20. And Madame Vorna is just like, okay. And so she's like, what do you use? Like tarot or like what? And Madame Vorna is like, I have the second sight. I use myself and your energy and your spirit fills me up as a vessel. And, and Demi is just like, okay, whatever. So she, like, is rubbing her temples, which is, like, the universal sign language for telepathy, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, you're a working girl, secretary. 
wasting your life type 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 all your life your desire riches but never found them so now you're looking to marry mr right or should i say mr rich and to me it's like yeah that's about right you got me bitch and so madam borna is like you will lose your job by the end of the day and have a new one by night and to me it's like okay now i know you're full of shit because i can't get fired today because my stupid asshole boss is out of town so goodbye you're full of shit slams the door tries to leave oh but not before Trotsky sees through all of her shit and tries to bite her ankle. And she like, Oh kicks my the Trotsky. Dog yeah. <gasps> Rude. So I was like, okay, well this bitch is on my shit list. Here we go. <laughs> so she gets back to the office. Right. And her coworker, Sally is there. And Demi tends to like come into places like just as a full blown shit storm, like not really like observing what's around her. So she busts in and she's like, Madam Vorna was a quack. She said I was going to lose my job at the end of the day, but our asshole boss is out of town. And then Sally is kind of like, mm, like going like this. And she turns around. Her boss came back early. Fuck. So he's like, oh, don't worry about it, Kathy. I'm not one of those you know, thin-skinned bosses who is going to freak out when you call them an asshole. However, your lunch break is an hour, no? And Demia's like, yeah, why? And he's like, well, that clock says 125, not one o'clock. So I will fire you for that. Goodbye. Damn. So, Madam Verona is right. What's her yeah. Name? Madam Vorna. You got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Cut to Demi on the street again after being fired. And she walks past uh, a guy who's like yelling at a cocktail waitress. Like it's clearly like a club, like a nightclub, a strip club type of situation. And he's like yelling at a cocktail waitress being like, you're out of here. You can't do your job. And she's like, you can't fire me. I'm, you know, I bring in money to this place. And I think it was Jennifer Tilly. Too bad I had no way of looking it up. Never know. We'll never know. We'll never, ever be able to find out. We'll never know. On the mystery of Jennifer Tilly. Yes. <laughs> there are some other things uh, that some people want to clean up, but, uh, clear up. One, Andronisa says, is Trotsky selling newspapers? Is he selling news- newspapers? <laughs> no, he is the dog? not. Trotsky the dog is not selling newspapers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jeff Alderman says, she's rum... <laughs> Talk going back a bit. She's rubbing Demi's nipple, uh, nipples, temples. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. she's rubbing. She's she's rubbing Demi's nipples <laughs> and her Ooh, own temples. I see. Yeah, it's kind of like you know that thing where yes. you like pat your head, but it's like her temple and Demi's nipples. What? Don't judge her process. That's how she yeah. works. No, no, it's it's not a judgment. Just just asking the question. Just her telepathy process. Uh, was that Jennifer Tilly? Do we know? I can look it up. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it was Jennifer Tilly. So anyway, Jennifer Tilly will call her. Is like, you can't fire me. Like, I bring in money to this place. And Al is like, are you kidding me? Ah, uh, you're totally replaceable. Hey, you, you want a job? Pointing at Demi on oh, the shit. 
That nipple telepathy work. Yeah, it does. So my question for you, question number one, Ms. Burns. Yes. What do you do and what does to me do? Uh, I mean, I need a fucking job. And so I think we take it hand in hand. This is working out perfectly for me. Let's see. I'm going to give you a point for Demi. Um, Concerned. Okay. I don't know if this job is going to work in your favor in the long run. So no point for you, but you are correct. Demi does take the job. But okay. first, she busts like a hurricane back on into Madame Vorna's place disturbs Trotsky, who's just trying to take a nap. And, and she's, yeah, yeah, well, it's, he's got a very busy job selling newspapers. <laughs> and so she busts in and she's like, okay, I got fired, but it's because your stupid clock is fast. And she like is looking at the clock and it's like 25 minutes fast. So okay. I guess she's like, I would have been back sure. on time for my lunch break if your clock was right. And I'm like, bitch, wear a watch. Like, other people's clocks are not your concern. Like wear a watch. You're a professional woman. So, and uh, Vorna is like, but you weren't unemployed for long, were you? And Demi is like, okay, well, no, but still. And so Madame Vorna is like, every exit is an entrance somewhere else. And I was like, oh. That should be on like a motivational poster. I love, I guess it is. It's sort of like when one door closes, closes when another one opens. Got it. Okay. I'm going to say not Jennifer Tilly. Really? Um, Really? Not Jennifer Tilly. And uh, one question about the job from Daniela. What are the benefits like? Is there medical dental? Uh, I can assure you that there's not. Okay. I uh, can can say that with a lot of certainty that there's absolutely not. Um, okay, so we did that. Demi is then like <clears throat> talking. She's like, listen, you were right about the job, but I still think you're full of shit. And Madame, uh, Madame Vorna is like, listen, you're going to meet a man. You're going to marry him. Um, and he's going to be rich, but like, he's not going to be rich when you marry him. Like he's going to be okay. Right. And so Demi is like, no, 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 no. I'm not marrying anyone unless they're like yacht rich. (laughs) Like when I marry them and we all have standards. Right. So, and here's the thing. If that is your jam, I don't disagree. Like, marry someone who you know is rich already rather than marrying potential. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if that's your thing. So, Madame Vorna, like, kind of calls her out and is like, oh, rich is very important to you. But what about love? And to me, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Lo- love's cool, too. Love's totally cool, too. And uh, so, she's like, Madame Morna is like, you're going to meet this dude tonight. Like he's coming into the club tonight when you work your first shift. And she's like, he's a huge man. You'll marry him. And then shortly after you marry him, he will inherit a ton of money 
and then die a violent death. Oh, shit. So at that point, Demi is like, go on. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get me a Madame Vorna. Right? And so Demi is like, ooh, rich widow. And I was like, rich widow energy is... That is, that, I mean, live in the dream. That'll get you that. You want to find Madame Vorna, the most recent place is Fuller House. So there you go. Fuller House? Yeah, Fuller House. Guys, Fuller House is way better than it has to be, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's fucking delightful. Come join me on my other podcast, Fuller House in the House, (laughs) is what it's called. (laughs) Okay. Where did I leave off? Rich Widow Energy. Great. So now we cut to the club. First night at the club. Uh, this is also how I confirmed the time period because every woman that gets on stage to dance, lovely, but it's all the same. They come out with little undies, booby tassels, and a silk robe. Hairstyled exactly the same, same dance moves, possibly the same music every single time. Uh, and that's just what this club offers. So Demi, <laughs> Demi's, I'm sorry, I'm just hearing my husband laughing in the other room. So Demi's outfit, I'm going to need to spend about 25 minutes on Demi's outfit. So buckle up. Um, it's everything. And I want it to be my new uniform. It is a lace bodysuit. Okay. Long sleeves, turtleneck, black lace. Turtleneck, but then, black lace. Okay. But then the bodysuit is just like shorts with like a wasted belt. I'm like, I was so here for it. I think that might have to be one of my Halloween costumes this year when all of us are stuck inside doing nothing. Um, Okay. So spend some time on her outfit. Then we announce uh, a new uh, dancer and her name is Miss Aura Lee. Get it? Miss Orly. <laughs> yeah. Super she doesn't clever, appear. Super clever. Yeah. She <laughs> doesn't appear again. I just wanted to get the pun in there. So um, at the bar, Demi is up at the bar being like, okay, like this fucking guy wants a this and this guy wants a this. And Al is like the bartender and the owner. And in comes this huge fucking dude. Now, we're not fat shamers on this podcast, but it is talked about so often and it is a big part of his character. So this is a big giant fat dude. Uh it is actually Jeffrey Tambor in a fat suit. Yep. George Bluth. Yeah. Right, got it. Um and Demi is being a a real bitch and she just is like, "Oh my god, look at this fucking whale." And just like fat shaming all over the place. Um, and Al is like, you need to be nice to him. He's one of our best customers. So she goes over. He orders a Rob Roy, which is a drink. Have you ever heard of that? A Rob Roy? A Rob, Rob Roy, which is hard to say. A Rob Roy. I have not. Yeah. Um, and then he like grabs her arm and like asks her out on a date. And she's like, no fucking way. And he's like, oh, are you playing hard to get? And she's like, no, I'm playing impossible to get. 
So uh, she's like, hey, Al, one Rob Roy for the fat boy, like super loudly, like he just fucking hears her. And so then at that moment, she kind of has a light bulb go off and she has a realization and looks back at him. So now we cut to her taking a smoke break and he, uh, uh, his name is Charlie. He approached um, the big guy and he's like, I know you don't want to go out with me, but I don't take no for an answer, which I'm like, this is definitely the 1950s. So, and he's like, but you move me. So she then says, come on, Howard Van Lines couldn't move you. And I was like, you're just like, you're just a bitch. You're just a bitch. So he laughs uncomfortably and he's like, I, I know I'm a little overweight. And she's like a little overweight. Yeah. And Hitler was a little anti-Semitic and the Pope is a little Catholic. Damn. Rude. Harsh. I mean, like pretty clever comebacks, but like also (laughs) ouchies. So she walks away. And he corners her and is like, and is, this is just what I wrote, is breathing largely. Well, he's a big dude. He does everything large and in charge. Yeah. So he's like, we have a special connection between us. It's destiny. And she like pushes him off. So now we cut to her like running down the street, like booking it. And she busts in unceremoniously to Madame Borna's place. And I'm like, Madame Borna needs to lock her door. And she's just on the couch with sweet little Trotsky after his paper route. And she's just like rubbing lotion and she's got like a face mask on. And she just like busts in and Madame Borna is like, what's up? Like as if she knew she was coming. <laughs> so yeah, because she was rubbing her nipples up and she's like, I know she's coming. I know she's on I her way. <laughs> That's how you tell the future. Oh my God. Yeah. I'll have to try that. So Demi busts in and she's like, please tell me that that fat, disgusting pig isn't who you're talking about. And Madame Borna's like, oh, you were rude to him, weren't you? And she's like, no. She's like, sit down. So Demi is like, he's just like the fucking grossest. Like, he's so gross. And Madame Borna is like, sorry, bitch. I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is who you're marrying. (laughs) So she reiterates. She's like, he is the one who will inherit the fortune after you're married. And then he will die a violent death. Have an animal cracker. Trotsky (laughs) swears by them. (laughs) And I was like. I haven't had a good animal cracker in quite some time. They are delightful. So cut to Sally and Kathy. So Demi's name is Kathy. Sally is her friend who was like, the boss is right behind you. Mm -hmm. And Demi is like, Sally, I just can't do this. Like, I absolutely can't do this. And Sally is like, do it. And so Sally is like, Madame Vorna said that he was going to like fucking die real quick. So like, just suck it up you know, stick it out, let him stick it in and then you'll get lots of money. And, uh, so they, at this point start like, uh, fantasizing about how he might die. And Uh as they're saying it, we're like, like watching it happen to him as if it's happening. So like at one point they're like, he's going to get hit by a truck. 
And then uh, Demi is like, he's going to choke on a big piece of meat. And then they like laugh about it. Like I was like, okay, so we're dealing with full blown sociopaths here. (laughs) And uh, we cut to the club again. So this is the next night. So she had lunch, lunch with Sally. Okay. Now she's back for her shift at the club. Same booby tassels on everyone. Same numbers as the night before. Uh, but the crowd seems to be di- digging it. So who am I to judge? And um, big guy comes in again. And she goes to serve him. And he asks her out again. And she's still like hard pass. And so he keeps asking. And he's like, do you feel this? Like, it's our destiny. So Kim, question number two do you agree to go out with him? And does she agree to go out with him? Mm, I mean, I think that I kind of want a yacht. Who doesn't want a yacht? I think that we both say yes, hand in hand. Okay. Let me think. Um, That's one point for you. Again, I know that Madame Vorna said that he'll inherit a lot of money after you get married, but things come at a price if you know Wait, one point for me or one point about her? She decides to go out with him, but I don't know that it's the best idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Point for her. Did I say the opposite? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. So uh, she's like, all right. I'll go out with you. And she's like, but I don't even know your name. And he's like, it's Charlie Marno. Pleased to meet you. So now we cut to a black and white movie. And I think it was like the original Wolfman from like the 1950s. And they're in the theater on a date. And he's got like two giant buckets of popcorn on his lap. And he like tries to put his arm around her. And she's like, blorf. And, um. Oh, her earrings were to die for. Demi's fashion in this. I mean, she's a cunt, but her fashion was on point. It's like like these earrings that made it look like she had like diamond elf ears. Like they covered her whole ear. And I was like, okay, queen. So now we cut to them on another date and they're at a Chinese food restaurant. And basically the whole menu is on the table. And he's like, and Charlie is like, you know, I love Chinese food, but there's one thing I don't like about it. And she's like, that 15 minutes after you eat it, you're hungry again? And he laughs and he's like, yeah. So this question is not part of the game. But is that a thing? That it's like people the are opposite of how I feel after Chinese food. I just ate Chinese food about two hours ago and I feel like I'm going to throw up. So I don't know what Chinese it, food they're eating. It is actually a very... Um, as you can probably surmise, xenophobic uh, thing that was said often about Chinese food as a joke many, many times. It's kind of an archaic thing, although... Okay. Because I'm uh, like, I don't even get the joke. Like, I don't even get... Usually what you'll you'll hear is like, ah, in an hour you'll be hungry again. Right. It's kind of like that. Um, Yeah. No, I, I remember hearing it a bunch as a kid. Oh, okay, cool. Racism. Great. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere. It's be- racism before our time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. 
So we're hungry again and we're racist about it. Uh, He laughs. Okay. And he's like, you get me. So now we cut to them dancing, like ballroom dancing. I guess that's what like people went on dates to do. And he like steps on her foot and, but like doesn't notice, I guess. So he's like, I'm pretty light on my feet. And she's like, I wish you were light on my feet. And he's like, what's that? (laughs) Zing. He's like, what did you say? And she's like, I said, you're very nice to meet. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay, cool. So now we're at the end of the one of the dates, or maybe they just had like a three-night date. I'm not sure. But he drops her off, and he tries to kiss her, and she's kind of like, mm-hmm, thanks. Like, just, <laughs> she's right, just, like, just right in this area here. That's that would be great. Have you seen my earrings? <laughs> Did you see them? <laughs> Once you kiss my earrings. And so she goes back in and we see her like go into her house and go directly to the kitchen sink and barf everywhere. Ooh. And uh, so she's not into it. Okay. So now we cut back to her in the club. Charlie is there again. Charlie Marno. He's got a new suit on. And he's like, we're meant for each other. I ain't got much now, but I got good prospects and I'm crazy about you. Will you marry me? And she's like, let me think about it. Um, tell me about your family, like your background, like, like who's rich or not in your family. And, uh, she's like, you know, I just would hate for something to happen. Like, I just want to make sure that like, there's someone in the family that could like help us out or something. And, uh, Charlie is like, I mean, just my uncle, like he's pretty wealthy. He like owns a factory, but, and he's like worth a lot, but that's it, you know? So now knowing that marriage proposal, Kim, do you accept? And does Demi accept? Well, you know what, bitch, you keep not giving me points for trying to get my fucking yacht. So I'm not going to, I'm out. I'm done with this fucking Nipple telepathy. <laughs> telepathy. Telepathy? What? T- tilapia? Telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how about uh, Demi? I think she still wants the yacht. She's going to go for it. That's a double ding, bitch. All right. You're catching on. You're catching Finally. on. Finally. So she's like, all right, I'll marry you. Cut to their wedding day. Lots of feathers and pearls. That's her vibe. Feathers and pearls. That sounds like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cut to their wedding night. And Lots um, of barf. It's a lot of barf. Yeah. Hopefully Charlie's into barf play because yes. that's what he's going to get. <laughs> so he's like laying on the bed and he's like, what's taking you so long? And she's like in the bathroom, just like chain smoking at her own reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. And she's like, I feel like I've been on that date before. Yeah. It just feels too real. It feels familiar for me. Where you're like in the bathroom, like trying to like psych yourself up, like, come on, we can do this. What am I doing with my life? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Oh man, been there. Okay. So she's like, you know, questioning all of her choices. And she's like, start without me. And he, <laughs> okay. And he's like, all right. <laughs> she, so now we cut to her 
in bed with him. So she's smoked her last cigarette. She gets in bed with him. And, uh, you know, she's doing her best uh, trying to not blow or fall over him. Right. Uh, and it kind of like, you know, pans away from the happy couple. And it's playing that like 1950s song that's like, heaven, I'm in heaven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as this is happening, we're getting like a fantasy sequence that is her and Char- she and Charlie dancing in sort of like a Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire type of situation interspliced with uh, her home life now as a housewife. And she's just like miserable and like making him all the food and like doing the laundry and like washing his underwear and like sneaking vodka out of the laundry pile. Like, you know, she's Mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. she's not living. Can I get in here? I can't, I can't let this stand. (laughs) Please, please. What did we fuck up? Being just, just a slight thing. Uh, I'm a, my nerdiness is going to show up, but but the song is called Cheek to Cheek. Yes. And it's from Top Hat, and that's from 1934. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. You're hired as our dramaturg. <laughs> 34, 54. Yeah, they're the same. Dang. Yeah. Uh, so we, she is drinking out of the laundry pile. Got it. Okay. So now we cut to like, music like screeching and we're back in bed again and this time she's like i have a headache and i'm like "Ooh, it's a card i've played and uh she asks uh like she's had it by this point and so she's like hey have you heard from your uncle recently and charlie is like why would i he's out west with his family and she's like his Family? I'm not sure you fucking know how inheritance works, bruh. But he's probably going to give his money to him. She doesn't say all that, but that's, you know, that's her inner monologue. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. But she basically, but she does say, she's like, why didn't you fucking tell me he had a family? She's like, this is only, this is just my life here that you're fucking with. And she like locks herself in the bathroom. So, question number four, Kim. Yes. You have married Charlie Marno, and you just found out that there may not be any money in it for you. So, what do you do, and what does Demi do? Um, hmm. So, does she... Damn it. Does she... Okay. Uh, I mean, she seems real fucking over it. So, so over it. I think she gets a divorce. Peace okay. out. Okay. Um, I, well, now I can't decide because part of me wants to just stick on and believe Miss Borna, but you keep, that kept not being a good thing. Yeah. my eyes. <laughs> I'm using telepathy. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I'm going to stick it out a little longer. Okay. Uh, gave you the old switcheroo, Kim. I think sticking it out for you 
might give you some more what we call information. Okay. Um, she does not divorce him right then. Okay. She marches right the fuck back on into Madame Borna's and oh, she's right. like, bitch. And we walk in and Madame Borna and Trotsky are doing aerobic exercises in front of like a black and white TV. But I found it funny because like she was doing nothing even close to resembling the moves on the TV. She was just doing her own thing. And uh, And Trotsky's doing it too. He's watching. He's supervising aerobics. And he was my favorite. And she busts in and she's like, you're a fucking phony. I've spent three months of my life with this fucking guy. And she like, you know, goes to storm out and Vorna's like, he will inherit the money and then he will die. Vorna is right. Vorna is always right. And uh, Demi's like, fuck off and leaves. So now we cut to Demi storming out uh, not storming out of there, maybe a time jump, st- run, uh, going across the street to a bakery slash laundromat. I sure. thought it was a laundromat, but then she was buying bread. So I'm like, do the 19, <clears throat> did they combine these two enterprises in the 1950s? Sure. No way for us to know. Um, she's in a bakery and she goes to like, like, you know, buy her bread or dry her underwear, whichever one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she's like surrounded by press. And they're all like, ma'am, 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 how does it feel? How does it feel? And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they're like, you're our millionth customer. And for a millionth customer, we're going to give you a million dollars. I'm writing the check to you right now. So she's like, I'm sorry. What? What? And so under her breath, under her breath, she goes, Vorna's a dumb bitch. And the press goes, what? And she goes, it feels good to be rich. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what's your husband going to say about all this money that you just came into? And she's like, I can't wait to get home and tell him. So question number five, Ms. Burns. Yes. What are you doing? What does me do? Uh, I'm immediately going to the divorce papers place yes i'm sure it's connected to this bakery (laughs) laundromat so i will go there it's right next door i got about i i'm seeing the circle of what is happening and i don't feel good about it i i'm the money now okay (laughs) and i gotta keep it for myself he can't inherit it okay divorce court uh she the fuck does she do um goes to uh Tell him <laughs> that she got it. Okay. Hmm. No, no, no. Oh, wait. Does she go back? Okay, no. I Maybe she goes back to Miss Vorna to be like, bitch, you're an idiot. <laughs> One point for you. Head right over to the divorce store. Like, literally, yeah. just be like, don't sign that check. I'll be right back. Yeah. Go buy yourself a divorce. Then get that check. Yeah. Correct. Uh, what she does is uh, go on a shopping spree. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So she comes. Yeah. So she comes in in another outfit to die for into Charlie's place. 
And she just like marches in, pulls out her suitcase, is throwing shit in the suitcase. And Charlie's like, Kathy, is that you? And she's like, yes, it is, you fat, disgusting slob. And she's like packing up her suitcase and he's looking really sad and pathetic. And she's like, I never have to smell that sewer you call a body ever again. Thanks for three months of nausea, asshole. And so she like grabs her suitcase and she, uh, and he, oh, he grabs her suitcase to be like, no, don't go. And she's like, fucking take it, asshole. Like, I'll just buy new clothes. I got lots of money. And she like pulls out a wad of cash and is like making it rain. Right. And uh, she goes to leave. Charlie turns around and goes into the kitchen and grabs a knife. Uh Uh-oh. And says, Kathy, one last thing. She uh, She turns around and he says, if I can't have you, no one can. Question number six. What do you do and what does Demi do? Uh, so wait, where are we right now? In the apartment. You're about to walk out the door. He says, Kathy, one last thing. And you turn around and he's like holding something behind his back. But we saw that he grabbed a knife. Oh, um, I'm going to... Uh... I'm going to knock him out with my suitcase Mm. and leave. And she's going to. So what did he just say? He was like, no one can. If I can't Uh, have you, no one can. I think she's going to like make a snarky remark or something. Be like, (laughs) Um, and try to leave. Okay. You said try to leave. That's one point for you and a half a point for Demi. Okay. She does try to leave, but by this point, she's pretty freaked out. So her snark has left the building ahead of her. Okay. And so she goes to like, she like sees that he has something behind his back. So she like goes to open the door, but he kind of like runs up and like slams slams it. it. And at this point, she's now like, pleading with him like she's like charlie don't do this and like total change of vibes here like now she's all miss sweet little housewife turning on the tears like don't do this and charlie is like holding there like with the knife like this and she's like put down the knife and he like puts it down and then raises it again and stabs her forever (gasps) in her chest and he's like going nuts like he's just like ah, 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 for, for 35 minutes at least okay wow, so a big portion of the show yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an hour-long episode 35 minutes of it was him stabbing <laughs> so now we cut to a newscast with footage at a cemetery and we see a headstone that says Kathy Marno on it. And the news reporter is saying, Ernie Kefros reporting, Kathy Marno was a lonely girl who wanted love and money. And she married Charlie Marno after she was told he would inherit a large sum of money and then die. He did inherit the money after he killed her. 
I'm reporting from the state penitentiary where the priest was given, has given the last rites to Charlie Marno after the <laughs> biggest last meal any death row prisoner has ever had. Oh, shit. Oh, I get it because he's fat. Yep. So we're watching Charlie be strapped into the electric chair. Apparently, press could just like go hang out, watch some executions, grab a yeah. coffee, you know, whatever. It's true in the 1930s, 50s. Yeah, 1930s, 50s, which are the same decade. Um, so he's like strapped into the chair and then like the, you know, f- flip is switched and then the lights kind of flicker and then the reporter's like, well, that guy just died behind me. So Bye. Charlie, not Charlie, Ernie Kefros reporting live from an execution. And, um, oh, the last thing he says, he's like, that was something, a violent end for a violent man. I'm Ernie Kefros reporting. And then it sort of pans out and we see that Ernie Kefros is on a TV screen now. And Madame Vorna is just sitting on her couch, smiling, little Trotsky, eating animal crackers. Oh. And there's a knock on the door. Someone comes in and says, Madame Vorna, I heard you can tell the future. And Madame Vorna just smiles and said, you heard correctly. Right, Trotsky? The fee is $20. Pay in advance. Mm. Crypt Keeper. Poor Kathy. <laughs> You're hired, Miguel. <laughs> she did bite the big one, and that Charlie was a cut up. Still, he wasn't sad in the end. You see, when Kathy got when Charlie got his just desserts, he requested seconds. <laughs> oh, you do it, Miguel. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the end. Yay. Yay. Also, virtual background. So we're oh, together. I love it. Uh, also, I realized I forgot to do the dead or alive. So I'm going to total your points without dead or alives. <gasps> I know. Okay. I messed up. So let's see. Well, I usually fucking suck at them anyway. Yeah, so usually fuck those up. Me. So one, <laughs> two, three, four. Five, six, seven and a half. You got seven and a half out of 12. So, Ms. Burns, I think that means you're motherfucking alive. Yes, queen. Nice work. Nice work. Guys, it's not hot here at all. It is 1130 and it is still 94 degrees. A chill 94 degrees. So don't mind my glistening glow right now. Oh, I mean, it's just a halo. Oh, um, thank you. I do want to say, uh, all right. So from the uh, chat, fun things from the chat. No, there's tons of stuff that uh, I'll I'll kind of just mention really quickly. Mostly, I want to point attention to uh, both Richard K. Johnson and um, Caroline Flanagan because they both have a very good understanding of the uh, tales from the crypt universe. And oh, perfect, because you know, we don't. <laughs> well, Richard K. Johnson very astutely says, and he's absolutely correct, that these are morality tales and yes. that it'll always be about a character who's a complete dick and has something coming to them, the, something very violent and bloody coming to them. Carol Ann said the same thing, but she also gave a little bit of history. Um, 
Bill Gates. She talked about Bill Gaines, who was the publisher who created uh, the EC line of comics, similar to what you have on your pictures there. And uh, he discontinued Tales from the Crypt in 1954 in reaction to the Hayes Code, also in reaction to a series of courts. This was me, not her, saying this part. Series of court uh, lawsuits stemming from a book that was written called Seduction of the Innocent, claiming that these books caused juvenile delinquency. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. What? Do we know what magazine he went on to create after? The mad one with the That's guy correct. with the ears. Mad magazine. Mad magazine. That was going to be my yes. guess, too. Very good. Alfred e. Alfred e. Newman is the guy with the ears, but yes. Wow. I'm, we both rubbed our nipples correctly. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Miguel, before you get started, Kim, since we have some new, some new listeners that are hearing us for the first time, I love having these fact checkers as we go. Because one of the things that people should know about us is Kim and I are fans of horror, the horror genre, but we have seen so little of it and been so not immersed in it that we get to just watch all of this stuff with like completely fresh eyes that is totally unaware of anything else. So having people in the audience that like actually know what the fuck they're talking about (laughs) is so fun for us because we're just coming at it from like, let me tell you a fucking story, bitch. (laughs) And it's uh, it's super um, fun. A Patreon too, and so then we kind of do some research there for that, yeah. which is called a, our postmortem. And yeah. everyone should know about the Patreon and support the podcast. And um, I will say, the podcast wouldn't really work if you had seen everything. Wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. We couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm excited to hear your story, Burns. Your tale of morality. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This is Tales from the Crypt, season one. Episode four. Okay. It's 1989. Do you need my Crypt Keeper to be in the train? Okay. Um, This is called Only Sin Deep. Oh, okay. Okay. It's actually directed by Howard Deutsch. Deutsch. I don't know (laughs) that. Who did. Deutsch. (laughs) He did uh, Pretty in Pink. Cool. Maybe you heard of it. And then um, written by Fred Decker, who our friend wrote uh, Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps. Yes, ma'am, he did. Love me some Fred Decker, damn it. Um, Friend of the pot. (laughs) Uh, Okay, better alive. Uh, Sylvia Vane. Sylvia Vane. Dead. Um, Ronnie Price. Mm, alive. Raven. Alive. Uh, Pond's door guy. Pa- pa- oh, Pond's pawn store guy. Got to get it. Alive. <laughs> Smitty Pimp. Smitty Pimp? Smitty Pimp? Dead. Uh, cop. De- alive. Alive. We start with our friend, the, there we go, Crypt Keeper, and he's like wiping off a dirty mirror, and he's like, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fearest of them all? And then the glass breaks, and he laughs, and he's like, oh, seven years bad luck, 
Speaking of bad luck, it's time for a nasty little terror tale from my Crawley collection. And this one's got a message too. A story about greed, death, and a girl who learned that beauty is only sin deep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're so. going to be like doing live shows. Be like, Miguel, Miguel? we need you to come on the road. Um, we're just going to need you to like laugh at the beginning and end of each story. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm totally game. <laughs> I, ca- I kind of uh, like being your Beetlejuice or whatever it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can only do chainsaw sound effects. I can't do anything else. So yeah. <laughs> Ketra does great children. I do. <laughs> so, Have you heard my baby crying? Do it. All right, I, I will turn on the camera so people don't think I'm faking it. But there's a kitty. I see cat. a kitty. You yes. can't hide kitties from me. I see kitties. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Oh, my gosh. You're my baby now. Hello. Mm-hmm. I love you. She's a great cat. Oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> Tiffany, how's my baby cry? Uh, All right. <clears throat> let's hear it. Do it. Oh, that's so creepy. Miguel, Miguel, <laughs> you are possessed by a haunted baby. Please go see the possession I'm doctor. Yes. I'm upset. <laughs> it's like more uncomfortable because your camera's on. So I yes. see it coming out of body. I, I had to turn on my camera because it doesn't work as well if you don't see me. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just an actual baby. <laughs> I can't wait for the chat to get to that part. All right, I'm going to leave you I'm so upset. <laughs> Why did oh. you do that? Well, I asked. You gave me permission. <laughs> we didn't know what we were saying. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? I'm terrified. Okay, here's my story. New York City streets at night in the 80s. Motherfucking Leah Thompson. Love her. Walking down the street with a Caroline fucking, in the city. Yeah. And a fucking like fur uh, thing. And she walks by someone and she's like, want a date? And the dude's like, no, thanks. Oh, rude. And um, then she walks up to a newspaper stand. There's like a mirror in front of it. So she's like checking her makeup and putting on lipstick. And her friend Raven comes up and... Raven's like, if I had a dollar for every time you stood in the mirror admiring your face, I could get off these streets and retire to the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Living and that Leah's yacht life. Like, yes. And Leah's like, this face is my meal ticket, honey. So this whole thing, Leah Thompson is doing a thing. Okay. What's her thing? There's an affectation to her voice. It's real deep. <laughs> and I don't know why she's doing so, it. So I've seen this one and I know what you're talking about and it's hilarious. She's literally like, this face is my meal ticket, honey. Okay. But like, <laughs> I All don't right. know why she's doing it. Right. It was you to know the point what? where I was like, is this actually Leah Thompson's voice? And she's just fa- doing a different voice all the other times. She's been talking up here the rest of the time. This is, this is her New York voice, maybe. Interesting. But here Interesting. we are. You know what? She's making a choice. More power to you, sweetheart. 
So they're talking about going to get coffee or something. And then they see pimp guy coming down the street towards them. Okay. And he's got, you know, like fucking fancy watch and jewelry and shit on. You know what I mean? Pimp shit. Sure. And shit. <laughs> he goes up to Raven and asks her how business is going and like gives her a kiss. Um, so clearly they work together. But then he goes up to Leah and he's like, I know that you could use a manager. And she's like, don't do me any favors. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he like, Please keep doing it like that. <laughs> Kim, you I, can add this to, the, to your resume. We have Chainsaw Sounds and Leah Thompson deep voice in this it episode. It sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm yeah. really not. It's like literally what her voice sounds I really like. want like some casting director to be like, do you do any impressions? And you're like, I do. Have you seen episode four of Tales from the Crypt? <laughs> the chat is asking it. for those chainsaw sounds. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. Ring. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. It's my <laughs> favorite <laughs> thing. Yeah, whenever it's it's the way she says I love you. So when she does a chainsaw sound, she's saying I love you, and then I cry. I get very excited when it's in a horror movie, so I can do it for. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the pimp's trying to like, be like, we should work together. And like, yeah. she's kind of like, fuck off and tries to walk away. But he kind of like grabs her shoulder a little bit and pulls her back. I don't like and that. She's like, hey, I'm just uh, talking business, sweet thing, you know? And she looks at him and she's like, I'm going to say this once. You touch me again and I'll shoot your dick off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the pimp grabs her and he's like, listen up, little girl. This is grown-up time out here. You want to have an attitude? You might need some protection. Pretty little girl like you? Hmm. Could get ugly real fast with an attitude. Hmm. You hear what I'm saying, sweet thing? And she just stares at him, and he kind of, like, laughs and walks away. Sure. So we see, we see what's going on there. Yeah. And then Raven comes up, and she's like, shit, girl, real smooth. Like, you keep that up, and you're not going to last another night out here. And Leah's just like... What makes you think I want to last another night? Sorry. <laughs> and Raven's just like, I mean, girlfriend, what else, do you, what else do you think you got the right to be? And I was like, anything she wants. She can be anything she wants. You can do Raven. anything, girl. Queen. Damn. Both of you. You can do whatever you want with your life. If you can do it, that's cool, too. Anything. Yeah. If you want to be a sex worker, short. also okay. But the sex worker life is your choice, queen. Yes. Sex work is work. Yep. So across the street, a limo pulls up and then Leah points to that because she's like, that's what she wants. And like a fancy guy and lady get out and Raven's like, oh, Mr. GQ over there. And she's mm. like, mm, for the rich, every night's a party night. And so basically this is a couple going into like, he has like a fancy penthouse, whatever. And so they're going into like his party pretty much. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but it's like a house party. Okay basically. But like, we're in New York. Yes. I, I, yeah. Or like a big city. Yeah. Like, it felt okay. like New York. So okay. in my bones, it was. Yeah. But in your, your, in my nipples, it was New York. In your, in your telepathy nipples. Yeah. So, um, Raven's just like, dream on honey. Like nobody invited you. And Leah's just kind of being like, like what she got that I ain't got. And Raven's like him. Raven is not a good friend. That's what she's got. She's like your sassy best friend. Okay. Sass. I just don't feel like she's super supportive. Um, I need you to pay attention. Sorry. 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 
<laughs> I'm trying to help you, Ketrin, by giving you important information. Okay, she's got a man. That's what's helping her. I've got it. Him. Him. That man. And that Leah's man. just like, not for long, she don't. <laughs> and she's like, check this out. And so now she looks back at the pimp kind of like down the end of the street and like winks at him okay. and then like walks up to him all flirty and they go like down the alley together. And the pimp is like, I knew you'd come around. And she's just kind of being like, oh, sorry, I was acting so mean. And he's like, oh, a little, sh- like, give me a little, little sugar for, for pimp daddy here. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a quoted line. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. sugar for pimp daddy. It's like I was there. I was transported. And then he kisses her. And she, like, slyly pulls a gun out of her purse. Oh, damn, bitch. Question number one, what does she do? What do you do? Okay. I'm trying to figure out like what her end game is here. I guess she wants to go to that party. But how is the... she wants money. She wants money, but like... So I guess she's going to hold up the pimp for his money. And I'm not super stoked about how he treated me. So like, I think I'm going to hold him up too. And we're both going to take his moolah. Um, double double dick, dick right off the bat. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's fine if you do. She definitely does that. And I think it's fine if you do it too. But um, she, so he's like, all right, like, let's talk business, you know? And she's, she's right. She holds up the gun and she's like, that's right. Strictly business. <laughs> and she's like, give me your jewelry. <laughs> and so he starts handing over his jewelry, but like not his fancy, fancy, fancy watch. Uh, oh, okay. And, you know, she's like, give me the watch. And he's like, no, no, no. Like kind of fighting it a little bit. And so she points the gun at his dick. Question number two, you're him. What does he do? What do you do? Uh, I'm going to give her the watch. My dick, I'm, I'm way more attached to my dick than this watch. So I'm going to do that. I think, I think he, I think he calls her bluff and is like, you're not going to shoot me in the dickular. Point for you. Keep your dick. Thank you. I love my dick. Can we Keep say dickular again? Dickular. <laughs> that was, I'm eating my Count Chocula and almost sprayed milk all over. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh, he gives her the watch, but then he kind of grabs her arm and like tries to get the gun from her. Okay. So within the shuffle, she shoots him. Like in the dickular times in the oh, dickular okay. and oh. the stomachular and oh, all shoot. over yiller. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's goodbye. <clears throat> oh, oh, he's she, dead. Like he's donezo. He like shoots her. She shoots him a couple times. Like he like falls to the ground. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Leah Thompson. And then she's like, like I said, strictly business. <laughs> and then leaves the alleyway. This is and my favorite up. character you've ever played. <laughs> I really can't wait for you to like watch it after this and see how much I'm not exaggerating. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> like, 
Oh my God. It's very distracting. <laughs> so then she goes back out to the street and she tells Raven that she's, um, Raven is, is freelance now. Uh, oh, okay. Basically. Cut to a pawn shop. Lee is there and she's like dumping out all the jewels and the watch and shit. And um, he's kind of asking like where it's from, but she's just busy like looking around at stuff and like up on the wall, she kind of sees um, some like different artifacts and stuff. Like one kind of looks like a, like an African mask almost or something. And then like maybe like a monkey skull or something like that. Okay. And at this moment, an old lady comes in wearing like um, a funeral hat and veil. So we can't see her face, but she's like covered in like a hat and she has like a cane, but she comes in and she's fucking pissed. Oh, dear. Okay. And she's like yelling at the punch store guy and she's like, you bastard. And she like swings the cane and like knocks a bunch of stuff over and then like leaves crying. Oh, shit. All right. Did so you say have- she was an old lady or did I... Yeah, because she had a cane, but we couldn't see her face or okay. anything. So. Okay, got it. Um, Leah kind of laughs, and she's like, I didn't know you was a teen idol. What? I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, me neither. I didn't, I didn't get the joke, but yeah. that's what she said. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, <laughs> but yeah. she thought it was like funny that this like chick came in and did this. Okay. So she's like, so how does this work? You know, the pawn shit. And basically, you have four months where you can come back and, like, get your stuff. Oh, so it's, like, consignment, basically. I, I don't know how consignment works, but it's fine. Sure. I don't need to go into the business dealings of pawn shops. That isn't necessary here. Please continue. <laughs> you have four months that you can come back and get your shit, but it's, like, plus 12% of, like, the money you get for it. Like, you owe plus 12% okay. to redeem your stuff. And he's saying that, but that he's like, but if I was going to take it, but he's like, if this watch was any hotter, it would have burned a hole in my hand. Okay. (laughs) And she's like, what are you talking about? That's a $15,000 watch. Look at the diamonds. And he's like, it's hot. It's hot. I ain't buying it. Hot. Meaning like stolen. stolen? Okay. It's stolen. So he's like, clearly all this shit is stolen. I'm not fucking buying your stolen shit, bitch. Okay. So she grabs it and she's like, fuck you and starts to leave. And he's like, wait. And he's like, fucking like, look, I'm not teethist or anything, but he's got some fucked up teeth. They're just okay. real like, Sorry. just, just grinding. Teethist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me, I'm, I'm going to bring up an old episode, but one of my favorites was your, I think it was the House of a Thousand Corpses episode. Where half of it was discussing people's teeth. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was either that or Devil's Re- It was some Rob Zombie movie. And it was like Rob oh, Zombie. Yeah. Up. House of a Thousand Corpses or Halloween. We've done Honestly, this is great. Because we don't know 100% shit, percent of the shit that we say. So I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so funny. I, sh- <laughs> I should listen. <laughs> also, I've been laughing a long time uh, in silence because uh, in the chat, Back to Dickular, which is uh, bringing up a very old joke, but (laughs) Jeff Alderman Alderman posted just the word perpendicular. (laughs) 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 All right, I'm done. So he's like, he's just like 
skeevy look a little bit, you know? And and so he gets that extra creep on right now because he's like, I mean, I ain't interested in them things, you know, but I can, I can see you got something worth, worth a whole lot more. Sir. Okay. And she's like, sorry, old man. I just retired from that biz. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, no, not that. Your beauty. Okay. Okay. And she's like, <laughs> okay, silly me, my beauty, what? Right. And then he goes and like opens up like a little pouch and has $10,000 in cash. Okay, now we're talking. Okay. Question number three. Does she go for it? Do you go for it? So uh, I have so okay. I, Ketrin Porter Martin, have some questions. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, I am very beautiful, Mr. Pawn. Uh, I see you have $10,000 there. How are you, like, what am I going to give you? Am I modeling for you? Am I, am I participating in some sort of face transplant? I'll tell you. Okay. Um, basically he's going to make a, like a plaster plaris of your face. Plaster of plaris of my face. Um... I'm down for that. I like arts and crafts. Um, And I think she also agrees because my bitch likes money and her face. Wait for her. Okay. Don't make a plaster of players of my face. Okay. (laughs) We have a a joke from one of our episodes that we do remember where we have a plaster of Plaris night with, oh, with yeah. Nicolas Cage. I think that was Mandy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a craft night that everyone's invited <laughs> to, but that's why we say it that way. Probably yeah. just because I was drunk and fucked up my way like I normally do. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... <laughs> so from, from the chat, I have to bring up from Kendall Kruver just because uh, it is another one. I don't know if you've done this film, um, but it's a great one called Tourist Trap and it has to do list. with the... Huh? It's on the list. Good. Yeah. Uh, it has to do with Plaster of Paris. And she said, oh, no, I've seen Tourist Trap, dude. So, oh, <laughs> there you go. Good to uh, know. Ooh, Plaster of Paris night. Um, okay. So no. Okay. Got so it. She sees that cash money and she's like smiles like, yes. yeah. Yeah. To them in like the back room. And so basically she's like, okay, you give me 10 grand to like make a mold of my face. And he's like, not your face, your beauty. And she's like, okay. So my boo? So she's just like, cool. So like four months to redeem my beauty if I want it back. It, yeah. And he's like, that's right. Okay. So basically he's like prepping the fucking plaster. And then um, he starts to like pour. But like behind him, we see he has like a case of like all these other like faces in it pretty much. Okay. Creepo, creepo. So she leaves clean faced and beautiful as she is. And he's inside and he's like fucking chanting. There's candles lit everywhere. And like he blows some like powder out and like Uh "Mm," all these things. And then he's just talking to someone, but we don't see. And he's like, it's almost time, my love. Like, soon you'll be back with me and you'll look just like you did before. And then we pan over and he's talking to 
a coffin uh, with no a very dead skeleton. Shoot, 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 shoot. Okay. A very not even dead person, but just straight skeleton situation. Straight skeleton. In like a beautiful white, maybe wedding dress. Oh sure. gosh, darn oh. it. He says, like the day we were married, must have been the wedding dress. All I right. It. Okay. All right. I felt it in my nipples. <laughs> so <laughs> Leah, much like our friend Demi, mm-hmm. gets some money and she's like, Spa day. Right. Right. And then it's like a montage with 80s music and she's got her hair done and her nails done. And she's like, looking through magazines at like different dresses she wants and she's like shopping spree and then she's like trying on like different like lingerie and dresses and things like that and then she puts on like this like hot little like black leather dress with like some gloves and pearls oh my like fucking scrooge mcducking through the uh money sure and cut to a limo pulling up outside of um, the penthouse party. Okay. And Leah gets out. (gasps) Okay. Moving on up to the penthouse. (laughs) And Raven happens to be across the street seeing this like, what? Yeah. And so Leah walks in. It's one of those things where it's like the elevator opens up to the apartment. To the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Similar to my penthouse. Here. Of course. You've been there. So <laughs> she walks in and like everyone looks at her because she's like stunning. Okay. I think is why. But they, everyone is like, who's that? Okay. And there's like a door guy in like a tux with like a guest list or whatever. And our man from the beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. In your opinion, like Leah Thompson, very pretty woman. But, like, is she, like, fucking fire in this? Like, does she look fucking just... Because to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a cute girl. She's cute. Uh, I mean, she's really, really pretty. Okay. I just don't see her as, like, glamorous. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting casting. Yeah. I I mean, like, her... Did you not see the scene... Did you not see the scene in Howard the Duck where she tries to seduce the duck? You know what, Miguel? You, I'm going to stop you right there. I haven't seen Howard the Duck... End of sentence, period, closing the book, goodbye. Well, I have there, seen it but answer. <laughs> a very long time ago. Okay. All right, bye. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she has like a very pretty face. I okay. Mean, and body, like all of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like if you were to look at her face, you're just like, oh, like you're very, you beautiful. are beautiful. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, like beauty is, I think, actually a great word for it. Okay. So funny you should say pretty woman though, because it feels a little like um, we see the man from the beginning and he's a a Richard Gere type, if you will. And Um, I will. He's an actor that is actually in all the things and you would recognize him, but um, it's him and the woman from the beginning and they're kind of like off to the side, like laughing or something like that. But he happens to see her walk in and it's his party. So he kind of like gives the heads up to the door guy to let her in. Right. Right, right, right. And so now she walks into the party and there's some great 80s music and she gets her champagne and blah, blah, blah. And her and Richard uh, Gear type catch eyes. And so he kind of follows her into like a different room. 
and we find out that it's his place and they're like chatty and flirty and um you know like she's like oh don't you have like to talk to your guests or whatever like that and he's like i saw you and something more important came up and she's like uh sounds like a cheap sexual innuendo to me (laughs) he's like he's like oh sorry it was supposed to sound like an expensive one The banter, the witty, rich banter. And so the his girlfriend, whatever lady, I don't know, is kind of watching. And they see it and they um then they do some like intros to each other and she's like, I'm Sylvia Vane, V-A-N-E, as in weather. And okay. she, and he's like, I'm Ronnie Price, as in everyone has theirs. Ronnie. Oh my. So much banter. And yeah, so they're very like flirty and stuff. And like, um, she's kind of like, oh, talking about like the lady, like his girlfriend or something watching, like she might get the wrong idea. And he's like, oh, I hope the wrong idea becomes the right idea. Okay. Mm. And then she like slaps him um, with her gloved hand. And He's kind of like, what are you, a psycho? And then she turns and she's like, just playing hard to get. Oh, my. So it's like real flirty. And so she starts to like leave the room and kind of like go towards the elevator. You're him. What does he do? What do you do? Uh, Let's see. I'm going to go after her. No, no, no. He's going to go after her. I am going to not be a dick and I'm going to go back to the girl that I brought to the party because that's rude. Double ding. Good job, Ketrin. Thank you. He follows and they have another flirty thing about her apologizing and... um. He kind of gets into the elevator with her, but like the door's still open. And he's like, I don't know the first thing about you. At least, um, at least tell me why you came. And she's like, well, I haven't yet. <laughs> All right, everybody, get a room, get an elevator. <laughs> uh, so, and basically she's like, you knew the second I walked in the door, you knew that I'm the girl of your dreams. She's and he's confident. like, Basically, he agrees and he's like, want to get out of here? And she's like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and then so the elevator door closes and he kind of like pulls her head a little bit. Yeah. Into whatever. Then we see on the screen four months later. And Leah, a la pretty woman again, is just like in a bubble bath and there's champagne next to her and Ronnie Richard comes up behind her and puts like a beautiful necklace around her neck. And she's like, it's gorgeous. And he's like, nope, you're gorgeous. It's just real expensive jewelry. And he mentions again that he's, she's the girl of his dreams and like kisses her and pours some champagne and leaves. And in that moment, there's a mirror, um, next to her, like on the side of the tub and she kind of looks in it and she looks like a little, little tired looking for our, our beautiful Leah Thompson. Yeah, you know? just a little cut to sexy times. Um, and, you know, <laughs> this was really just, 
an arm going like this on something <laughs> and then him being like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He was trying. He was trying to find the nipples so he could tell the future. Right, but it was just like, and so, and because it's the eighties, the bed has mirrors, and so sure, he's just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and she's just looking at herself in the mirror, (laughs) and she's like really seeing that she's got some like kind of some crow's feet. She's getting some crow's feet. She's getting Mm -hmm. a little crow's feet. Um, as he's (sighs) happens to the best of us, girl. So now it's a little later and he's ta- going away on like a business thing. He'll be gone for a couple days. And she's like sitting at her vanity and like looking for makeup and stuff, like a little upset. And he's like, you're a knockout. What do you need all this for? All this makeup. And she's like looking at herself and she's like, I don't know. I got an acne flare up or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes to like kiss her goodbye. And she stands up and like turns the light off so we can't see her face. Okay, she's, like, honey. Ashamed. Yeah. So now Leah is in a big but fancy funeral hat also with a veil. So it's like a big black hat with like a a dark veil. But she's at the doctor's office. Okay. And the doc is telling her that she doesn't have cancer. It's not a this disorder, blah, blah, blah. Um, But he's a dermatologist. Maybe you could go to a different specialist. She's like, I just want a simple answer to a simple question. What is happening to my face? <laughs> and she pulls off the veil and there's more wrinkles. <gasps> oh no. Uh oh. I'm remembering something. Keep going. And the doctor is like, well, stress, you know, da da da. And she's like, look at me. 48 hours ago, I could have had any man and I wanted, and I can't even get arrested now. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm 21 years old. Oh, shit. That's rough sauce. What am I going to look like tomorrow? Girl, I don't know. So we've got a little backwards Benjamin Button situation. Yeah. And he's like, well, your skin is aging at an accelerating rate. And he's like, now we do a little cut between where it's like him talking and her starting to see things. So he's like, think back to any time. And then she starts remembering. She flashes back to the pawn shop with like the African mask and the monkey head. And then he's like, anything over the last six months or so. And then that lady in a funeral veil coming in and yelling. And he's like, maybe that you came in contact with like something toxic, a toxic material. And then she remembers the plaster of Plaris. Uh-huh. And he's like, anything out of the ordinary. Right. She runs out of the fucking doctor's office to the pawn shop with her fucking ticket. And she's like, I want it back. Here's my ticket. And she yeah. puts down fucking money. She's like $10,000 plus 12%. Done. Yeah. And the pawn store guy's like, mm, sorry. Time limit was four months. Yeah. She was late. That's- the fourth today is the fifth. <gasps> Shit. Shit. So she's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Question number five. What does she do? What do you do? I am going to... I think she offers more money 
I am going to try to get some more information. So I'm going to be like, okay, level with me, Mr. Pawn. What what did you do to my face? Let's work together. How can we how can we make this work for both of us? I'm gonna have a conversation with the fellow. Okay. That's two half points. Two half points. Okay. So he's not really down to work with you that much yeah because not much of a negotiator yeah yeah um because she's like how much and he's like you missed the deadline lady and she's like i know i missed the deadline then she pulls out her gun oh so she's like if you want to mark it up mark it up just tell me how much (laughs) and he says a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thou, a hundred thou, a hundred thou. Okay, 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 okay. So at that point, the pawn shop door opens, a little ringy ding ding, and a cop comes in. So she like immediately puts the gun down. He didn't see anything. Okay. And the cop comes in holding like coffee and like donuts or something. And he's like, hey, Timmy, whatever the fuck your name is. Like he's friends with the pawn guy. And so they're like going to have coffee together. She leaves. And the cop makes some rude comment that I couldn't even understand, but rude. Yeah, he, it was rude. It was all I know is that it was rude. I don't know what the words were, but he Unaccept- went like, and I was like, oh, what? Excuse me, I sir. Don't know. So, question number six What does she do next, and what do you do next? So, the cop has walked in. Was she on her way out? I think I missed that. Yeah, she, she left the pawn shop. Okay. Um, after their conversation. Okay. She's going to go back to the penthouse and go to what I can only assume is the penthouse vault and uh, get to $100,000. Herself? Hmm? She's going to do it herself. I think she's probably going to. Oh, but he's out of town. I think she's going to ask him for, what? Wire me (laughs) $100,000. Um... What am I going to do? I still just like, I want to like try to level with this person as a human. Like, I really feel like I want to be like, can you just like talk to me about your process? Like, can you just talk to me about what you did? Because like, from my perspective, you put plaster of Plaris on my face and like now I'm aging at a rapid speed. So like, let's just talk about the science here or, or, you know, it be like, let me see your project. You like arts and crafts. I like arts and crafts. What you working on back there? Mm. I'm going to give you zero points. You bitch. Okay. So sorry. She does go back to Ronnie Richards' house, mm-hmm. but she just starts grabbing all of her Anything. jewelry, okay. throwing it into bags, and even like breaking shit, like throwing vases against like the mirrors and stuff like that, and throwing things. I assume so it'll look like a break-in. Uh, oh. Um, she sees her face in the mirror. She's getting even older looking, and... She finds like another vase that has like cash in it. She throws it in the living room. At that point, Ronnie Richard walks in from the elevator, but she doesn't see him. Okay. But he saw her like throw the vase. Like what the fuck? At this point, mind you, she's still wearing the fucking 
you fail. Know. Yeah. And um, I said, vase. Emma said she's wearing the vase. She's wearing the funeral vase, you know. <laughs> um, and she might have it like pulled up a little bit, but she's still wearing like the big hat and everything. Okay. And so she picks up like, um, like a, she looks at like a picture of herself and her beautiful face and then like her reflection, her current reflection shows in it. Oh. The horror. Poor sweetie. And Ronnie is like, who are you? <gasps> He doesn't even recognize her. Shoot. And she's like, Ronnie. And he's like, how do you know my name? And he like grabs the phone and calls 911. And he's like, I need to report a burglary. <laughs> what does she do? What do you do? Uh, okay. Well, this just made me realize we, you and I need to come up with like a question that only we know the answer to so that if one of us reverse Benjamin buttons and we can't recognize right. the other one. We have like a question. I thought we had a secret question. Oh, shoot. Clearly well, neither one of us remember, remember it. So. <laughs> very secret. Very, very secret. <laughs> too secret. Too secret. Uh, so I'm going to use my secret question with him and be like, remember that time we did this thing that nobody else could have known about? It's me. It's me. Um, she is going to, so she's old and the police are coming, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she's going to try to stuff all the vases and the money into all of her, her pockets and, and places and all the things and run down the street to the pawn shop and be like, I got the money and hopefully, you know, get this all sorted out before the cops get there. Wait for you. Oh, thank you. Secret. Um, I think I think talking to Ronnie is probably maybe a good idea. Yeah. Um, she pulls out her gun. <sighs> this gun. She's relying on it too heavily. And shoots him like five times. Uh, okay. okay. And so now he's like on the ground and he's like, Who are you? And she just stands over and she's like, Don't you recognize me, lover? No. I'm the girl of your dreams. <laughs> and then she shoots him again. Like seven more times. <laughs> what is your end game, she's bitch? Just like, bam, 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 bam. bam, bam, bam. I was like, For 35 minutes. Dead. <laughs> Why? So she thought for 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Wow. So then she grabs the money and the jewels. And she throws down the gun into the mess and she leaves. She gets back to the pawn shop and it's locked at this point. And so she goes to like the back door and uses one of the old trusty 80s Oscar the Grouse trash cans. Right. I don't know what they look like. Mm -hmm. And she like breaks in. Um, She still has her hat and face cover. So now she's in like the back room and she sees like the cabinet of like plaster of players faces. And then she sees hers. Yeah. And then she goes into like another side room, the closet, and she opens it and it's the coffin. (gasps) But in the coffin is a beautiful young woman. (gasps) And so she like slowly like reaches towards her. Pawn shop guy grabs her back. And she like, he's like, he says, that's the way she used to look. So beautiful. 
but now I need other women's beauty just to keep her that way. But it's a small price to pay, I think. Uh, okay. And fucking Lee is like, look, I don't know what kind of crazy ass voodoo shit like this is, but like yeah. we had a deal. And so she like dumps out all the jewels and she's like, this is worth more than a hundred thousand dollars. So she's like, yeah. I want it back. I want it back. Like give it back. And then she like lifts up the veil and her face is like wrinkly and almost like oozy a little bit. Like it's like looking rough. Oh, like she's Benjamin buttoning out. Oh, no. And she's like, I want my beauty back. And he's like, sure. I could do that if that's what you really want. No, yeah, it is. That's why I'm here, brah. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I said. And he hands her the newspaper. I guess this is the next day. I don't know how time works in this sure. land. And how could we? And the headline says, Playboy iced by gold digger. Oh. And it's Ronnie's face and her face. beautiful young yeah. Face. So now they'll recognize her. Well, this is a real fucking pickle, Burns. Uh-huh. So then the little front door belly ding-dings. They're like in the back. There's like a curtain separating. And it's the cop coming in with coffees again. Uh-huh. So pawn shop goes out. And Leah is now hearing all of this from the back room. And the cop is like talking about the murder and how it like, oh, some dumb broad. She stole all the jewelry. um, She offs the guy and then she leaves the murder weapon on the floor. And her fingerprints are all over, which were already on record from soliciting. Not a fucking rocket scientist, am I right? (laughs) All right, asshole. And he's like, the second she shows her face anywhere, it's a one-way trip to the jailbird place another word i couldn't understand what he said but it yeah you can imply you know what he means prison but it didn't sound like prison to the to the the and he's like it's a hell of a big house to the big house no no shit all right but that that you get the idea yeah 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 he's like it's a hell of a face too Face like that. Who needs brains? <laughs> <laughs> Question number eight. Shit. What does Leah do? What do you do? I don't want to be an old Uzi face. You are. You're a backwards Benjamin Button lady. <sighs> okay. I think she is like, you know what? Give me my beauty. At least I'll be hot in the big house. <laughs> and yeah and then i god i don't want to be oozy oh i know what i'm gonna fucking do what all right i'm gonna be like all right pawnee listen i want my beauty back but i'm also on the lamb is that the phrase here's what we're gonna do you're gonna give me my beauty back but one of these other beauties you clearly have the voodoo so you're gonna give me beauty but a different beauty face and then i am going to be your beauty monger i'm gonna bring you girls to keep your scallop bride beautiful but i will keep my face that's a new face you know what I don't know how he does the voodoo that you do, but point for you. Thank you. Sounds like a great plan. Thank you. It's foolproof. She lovingly picks up 
her little plaster of Paris face and cradles it in her arms. And she goes outside and covers her face from the world. It's daytime now. Right. And she's crossing the busy New York street with her plaster and someone bumps into her. And she drops the plaster face <gasps> and it shatters oh, on the ground. It's Raven. And Raven's like, why don't you watch where you're going, you old, ugly, trifling bitch? <laughs> I was like, damn, Raven. You old, ugly, trifling That's bitch. So much. <laughs> and, and Leah just like bends down and like picks up the pieces like crying. And then it's just dramatic music into the New York City streets. Oh, man. Back to our friend. Oh, (laughs) and he's got a little little tin of acne cream that's really fucking group goopy and gross. And he's like, it's all sticking and sliming and he's putting it on his face question mark skeleton (laughs) I don't know and he's like poor Sylvia hey kitties I guess she heard the old saying if looks could kill so she did (laughs) just goes to show ya if you want to sell yourself take a look in the mirror first and he looks in the mirror and he's like well See you next time, boys and ghouls. Miguel. Yay. That was great, Bernsey. That was awesome. That was too fun. Good uh, old Leah. I lost track of <laughs> I lost track of some of the fun stuff. Um, <laughs> So there, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, <laughs> coming to the rescue of Leah Thompson. I feel like, uh, especially on on the part of Michael J. Epstein, he's uh, really really supporting Leah Leah Thompson in this conversation. Oh, so I should clarify: Leah Thompson, beautiful, but in the world of casting, she's a very girl next door to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. With what that, I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas, like Demi Moore is like gl- glamour girl, that kind of thing. So and some kind of wonderful Leah Thompson was the one that Eric Stoltz was like about when he had Mary Stuart Masterson right there playing drums that whole time. On <laughs> Eric Stoltz, <laughs> Eric Stoltz that fucking guy. So this is also <laughs> 1989. So it's like prime Leah Thompson. Prime Leah Thompson. Like everyone's like, just rubbing their nipples about her. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was prime Leah Thompson. It was like back to the future. And, yeah. 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 And, yeah. yeah. And I, I did have to bring up that Howard, the duck scene. Cause it's a um, radically uncomfortable, gross scene. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense that of that time, she was the it girl, which kind of yeah. surpasses all other casting types. Like it girl is it girl kind of thing. And in the eighties, she was, it was that, her look was what was in vogue, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, what's yeah. my score, Bernsey? Um, for Dead or Alive, you got four out of six. Oh, For questions, you got nine out of 16. For a total of 13 out of 22. Not bad. That's more than 50%, which means I'm alive. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a soundbite of cl- calling Clive from, from Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's our show, Miguel. We did it. You did it. Um, I'm alone, but I'm sure that (laughs) the chat is, uh, is, Pretty sure everyone in my dreams is going to have that Leah voice. That's from Kim. <laughs> um, add that to your resume. I'm, I'm gonna, like, I know that I'm was brilliant. Take a video of it right now and send it to you. It was perfect. <laughs> um, it was perfect. Michael, again, poor Leah Thompson. They don't even let her jet ski in this. Oh, was she a was she a jet ski enthusiast of some kind? <laughs> Uh, there was another one, uh, where uh, go back to, sorry, the chat was going fast. So it's hard for me to, it's quite all right. We had a lot going on. I, yeah. Oh, oh, this one. Okay. So I found this very funny. Um, Jeff Alderman says that he loves that you stay so consistent with the pastor of Polaris, uh, thing <laughs> and Kendall Krufer jumps in and says, I will never hear it any other way. And no. then comments again in all caps claris <laughs> <laughs> just so you know here's what i find hilarious i do need to go back and listen to that episode mm-hmm. because there is there is no plaster of claris or paris in the movie mandy so i do not know <laughs> Wait, i don't know what we were talking about we were talking about so we were just having a craft night yeah why reason. why are we having a craft night? so Everyone go back and listen. Tell us what the fuck we're talking about because we don't know. We don't even know our secret question to keep each other alive. So. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the brilliance of it. I kind of don't want you to know. I think it's should... <laughs> the, the, the beauty is in the, is in the mystery. The beauty is in the mystery, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, so... what people, that's what people call us all the time, Miguel. Mysterious <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Good. Well, there you go. That's why Kendall says, I am clapping. Uh, and I guess I, I would be remiss if I let it go uh, that uh, the water skiing is a reference to a 3D film called Jaws 3. That oh. Is also, oh. Oh, uh, my. Place at SeaWorld, oh by the way. Wow. SeaWorld Orlando. Interesting. Um, oh, I've seen that, but not in 3D. Ah, see, that's why that's why you had this Lilia Thompson thing going on. You didn't see her in 3D. Oh. Right, right, right. We right. had that conversation, too, where uh, <laughs> Michael says, I'm really kidding. She doesn't need to defend it, which we know. <laughs> we know. Uh, it's just funny. Uh, Michael made me laugh really hard earlier because um, we were talking about Jaws 3, and I was like, well, they just didn't see her in 3D. And uh, uh, Michael said, According to IMDb trivia, she's 3D in real life too. <laughs> you know, uh, I have I have amazing. heard that. I have heard that's that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leah and Thompson right. is 3D. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. It is 12:35. Uh, yeah, it is past your bedtime, sir, and it yeah. is very past my bedtime. I'm actually going to watch another movie before I go to bed. So you're oh crazy. Goodness. Person. <laughs> <That>. um, every- <laughs> thank you, by the way, so much. I'm going to thank you again in a second, but I want to thank everyone who stuck around. Uh, yeah. I know it's been all, you know, you know, our festival, it's a, it's an endurance test, but hopefully you had fun. It does seem like you did. I know I really did. Um, I'm really glad we did this because it mixes it up and it makes it more fun. Tomorrow, we only have three blocks, so join us tomorrow. We got the, some of the fun stuff at three-ish. I don't remember the times, and I don't, I'm don't. i too lazy to look, but at three-ish, we've got the people behaving badly, so that's the human killers kind of thing. Ooh. 
and facing off at around six ish, a little bit later, six thirty, maybe six six thirty. We've got um, monsters are everywhere. That's the creature feature monster stuff. Both of those are very popular, which is why we kept them for last. And we're going to close the festival with a documentary all about evil, the Evil Dead fans, people who are obsessed with Ash and the Evil Dead. Hail to the Deadites. So, uh, very fun. Yeah, cosplay. I love you too, Kim. That's where the chains all started. Yeah, oh, that's where it all started. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah. too bad there's no real baby. Otherwise, I would do my baby cry again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I'm going to let you all sleep. Uh, thank you so much. This is so fun. Can thank we do this? Um, we do yes. This? You we are a- going to do it again, whether you were going to ask us or not. So oh, yeah, we're just going to be standing on the streets next time. Yeah. <laughs> I have the technology, and I know you do too. So, anytime you want to go live in connection with us, let Love me know, and, and we can we can we can pull that off. We're yes, super into this it, was and so fun. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and staying awake or waking up or yeah. whatever you're doing, whatever you are. <laughs> and uh, come join us over on all of our stuff. We're at KK Sam Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And then um, on our Patreon, we do a lot of bonus stuff. So it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, if the episodes aren't enough for you, we got more us over on our yeah. Patreon. And you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. All, We've the, got folks, all the places. Folks saying, and this is what I was really hoping would happen. Thank you for the introduction to KK Sam. I think we got hey. some more Sammies, as you call them. Out. Hey. Um, this yeah, has we have a new cool. Facebook group. Yes, we do. That's Sammy's right. Stay Alive, maybe. I'm in yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Sammy's Stay That's Alive, maybe, which is connected to our Facebook page somehow. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, this has been recorded. You'll get the recording soon as soon as the trans codes, but I'm going to say good night. Good night. Thank you so much, Thank Miguel. in me. I'm I'm done. done.